So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops.
Welcome to the 320th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOp. I'm your host, Court, a guy who's going to shout, sing at you every episode from here on out till one of us finally gives up on the show. And joining me live all the way across Omaha via the bunker is my co-host, Matt. You know, not for nothing, but this advanced copy of Venom 2 is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what we covered. It was called Baby Blood. It's a 1990s French film. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll just say it, it seems a bit awkward. Yeah, so there was some stirrings around this time in the early 90s. So this kind of is like the new wave of French extremity kind of starts here. It's like this and then um, some of the stuff like uh, Dial Code Santa or whatever it's called, which we know here in the States, I think it's called Deadly Games, which was if uh, Kevin McAllister was actually fighting for his life from an actual threat of something that wanted to kill him because oh, okay. a crazy person dressed as Santa Claus breaks into his house. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, I, I just laughed that Venom 2 is getting ready to come out and this is what we're covering. <laughs> uh, like, I'm like, hey, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, he does encourage Eddie to eat, but uh, eventually yeah. Eddie does kind of give over to the gross and allow that to happen. Yeah, I mean, he, he does eat like a head. I mean, heads. Multiple heads, yes. Many uh, heads. Yeah. yeah, but we're not talking about Marvel movies that are coming down the pipeline, uh, especially since we're going to back the creators' families in those lawsuits to get some more money out of Marvel and or Disney. Hey, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Something I'm, for the little guy. Yeah, I'm already in on that. So there we go. But this week we're talking about baby blood. So back to the new wave of French extremity that I was trying to talk about. Of course. Before you tried to hijack me with your tomfoolery and jackassery. Well, I mean, if I'm not attempting to hijack you with my tomfoolery and jackassery, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Usually the notes these days. Yeah, but I also have to supply the tomfoolery and the jackassery. <laughs> you don't have to. You choose to. No, I think I have to. It's fine. It's fine. Wherever, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have final say in how this show turns out. <laughs> it's true. Well, I don't know. What, are you the parasite? <laughs> you make all the decisions around here? <laughs> you just wish I would gestate within your stomach and cause you serious pain when you displease me. Okay. I mean, hot, but... <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> anyway, baby blood, new French extremity, as we were kind of talking about. So the French seem to be kind of on the, not necessarily the cutting edge, but like basically the leading edge or the start of when the gore really started to come back. Um, uh -huh. they, they have been for a while, like uh, the, the serial killer type slasher movies that they ended up doing in the early 20 aughts that were ultra bloody, you know, like Switchblade Romance, aka, uh, what the fuck did they release that over here? Hot Tension or High Tension? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty fucking brutal and bloody and the quote-unquote uncut version that was released in the United States no that was just not even true because there's like even more like it goes even more extreme and insane in that film so uh, Jesus. I wanted I, yeah I just I wanted yeah. to I wanted to bring that up because uh, as much as I like to give the French shit um, in this case they kind of were winning for a while uh -huh. with with blood and gore and guts and, and awesome for like a while yeah like a while a while and, yeah this is a pretty bloody movie yeah <laughs> And I, I believe that is, you've heard of the term Grand Guinal or Grand Guinal before, where it talks about like a type of theater that, in, in, you know, was had like pain, suffering, blood and guts and was supposed to be horrific. I have now. <laughs> uh, if you've ever, if you've ever witnessed an interview with George Romero, he brings it up and says that that's what he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just may have blocked that out and or just been but like, maybe. what's that word? I don't recognize it. I think that's, that's a French invention, isn't it? Doesn't that, that, those words sound French, right? Yeah. 
totes. Should I should I look that up and make sure, or should I just trust my memory, or, or how do you feel about that? I think you should trust your memory. I think, I think that think I should never trust. I should never trust your opinion, and I should always look it up. Well, okay. I mean, listen. I was trying to be nice to you, but fuck off. <laughs> Okay, it's definitely French, so I was right. It actually is right. specifically in Paris, which I don't think it gets much more French than Paris. I mean, yeah, if you're going to be a tourist about it. <laughs> For our immediate Americana purposes with which this show plots the entire structure, <laughs> from that perspective of some dumb fuck raised in America, yeah, Paris is about as French as it gets, right? Some idiot American dirtbag capitalist pig. Stop, the king shaming is working. <laughs> <laughs> you said some very hurtful and hateful words in there like capitalist. Yeah, I know. I, I know right where to hit you. <laughs> anyway, so there's there's a tradition of the French getting this right is what I'm what I'm basically saying. And uh, I wanted to frame our review on that because the film Baby Blood or what was released here is The Evil Within, which that that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it really kind of does a callback to a lot of stuff in that way where I think it's referencing quite a few things, both in the gore genre, but also in the tradition. <laughs> of the gore that the French have kind of, I don't want to say established, but they definitely pioneered and I have to fucking admit it and I don't want to because the uh, post 9-11 American in me wants them freedom fries and freedom toast. Yeah, yeah, damn French. What do they know? <laughs> Enough of the bullshit xenophobia. It's starting to make me fucking uncomfortable when we're getting too I know, much really? I'm, I'm starting to get gross here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good feeling, I think, to get started to actually cover the gore fest that is baby blood. So here's that motherfucking break. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
so that's pretty on the nose for those of you out there that could understand the lyrics that are listening in on the Pirate Radio edit. Yes, that is in fact, I Drink Blood by Rocket from the Crypt. But do you? <laughs> I mean, I have. I mean, it's pretty on the nose. Oh, it's really, really on the nose. And I don't even have a trailer to segue from those words on the nose because I would really like to be able to, but instead I'd just like to do the review. Oh, okay. Uh, Baby Blood. Uh, First 20 minutes, but we start out with a narration. So obviously that's going to be our first clip. And by the way, that's Gary Oldman's voice you're about to hear. That's Gary Oldman? The earth was no more than a cooling star. It was covered with hideous foul vegetation and grotesque gargoyles, all of them fighting for sustenance beneath the star-speckled sky. It was then that the first life forms appeared, somewhere around the forgotten edges, a forsaken hole in an African swamp. And all those life forms started to reproduce. All but one, me. For me, only one thing was needed, to be born. Yes, that was Gary Oldman. You have to hear it now. I I guess I do. Is he the voice of the creature? He is the voice of the uh, disembodied, like, nebulous snake-like thing that crawls inside of the woman. Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that on the fucking credits. Did Uh, he go by a different name? No, but it's him. I think he was uncredited for it, and I think he would like to keep his name off of the film, although I have no idea why. Yeah, right? Fucking thing, it's brilliant. Why not? Let's be cool about this. Uh, (laughs) Wow, somebody liked a film that I wasn't expecting them to. It was weird, but, you know, there are enough moments because of the translation that it made me laugh. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so we start out, uh, we see, like, um, this cover gets thrown off this cage so you can tell something's in a cage and there's some tribal people who are trying to sell whatever's in it to a guy uh they come to an agreement eventually on uh buying and selling um and we find out it's a cheetah and then it gets sold to a local uh circus so there you go. That's fun. Uh, then we see uh, it's a carnival, like it's a traveling circus, and this lady wakes up. Uh, first thing she does is weigh herself and marks down what her current weight is. Uh, so she seems to be into fitness. So that's good for her, I guess. Um, uh, then we see a delivery guy. He's watching through the window, and the husband finds him and freaks out on him. Well, she's like, oh, it, it wasn't anything, and he freaks out on her, so we see this guy is kind of an asshole. Oh, he's very obviously a controlling and manipulative guy, and it reframes that scene of her measuring herself and keeping an eye on her weight as a possibility of one of the ways that he controls her is to make sure that she stays a certain look and shape. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, um, uh, then, um, we, he delivers this leopard. I'm sorry, not a cheetah. It was a leopard. Uh, and the leopard's all freaking out and having problems. Uh, well, that night, uh, well, the cat guy, he's training, uh, all the cats. The wife's late and, and her husband, who must run the circus, f- roughs her up a little bit. So he's really an asshole. Uh, they call uh, that an abuser, Matt. Yes. Uh, yes, an abuser. Uh, also an asshole. Uh, he's, he's all these bad things and more. Um, <laughs> I mean, not all assholes are abusers, but all abusers are assholes. That is right. And let's see here. All right. Um, so the what the trainer, he's like, something's wrong with all the tigers tonight. Everything, all the 
cats are acting up. Well, uh, the delivery guy who was spying earlier, well, now he's watching all these performances. Well, the husband doesn't really care. Sends his wife in to get, to, you know, work with the cats anyway. Uh, Tiger freaks out and she has to run away and she runs out of the tent while the trainer tries to get him under control. Uh, the delivery guy follows her and then she attempts just to bone him right there. She starts making out with him and he freaks out and runs away. Uh, She seems to get like super aggressive really fast and I don't think he was prepared to be able to handle a woman becoming the aggressor in such a way and I think that freaked him out but it didn't seem like it wasn't consensual for him until he realized how aggressive she was being and then he got weirded out and ran. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's how Uh, you saw it too? Yeah. Okay. I think he got uh, freaked out, you know, he was into her, but he got freaked out by a woman, you know, controlling probably her own sexuality. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Right. But like the thing that I don't understand about the situation and I find the most confusing and I needed clarification is that when a woman starts to get that passionate at you, um, normally myself, I would become extremely flattered, but also be looking for her to be putting a knife in me at some point because I also wouldn't understand why a woman would want me that much. Yeah, right. (laughs) Clip. <laughs> she uh well the husband sees and then slaps her across the face and wow you are an abusing dick face uh okay i'm night, not defending the guy but in this case she was about to cheat on him so maybe this is some kind of weird never game should they have. slap anybody though okay and without consent maybe yeah I mean, if they're into it and they want to be slapped around or something like that, then yeah, of course. They, you know, you 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 oblige, you know, if everyone's consent. I don't think he had consent there to slap her, so. Uh, okay, but if you feel like someone is cheating on you, I just want to get this on the record. It's still yeah. wrong to strike them in your view. Yes. All right, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just wanted to have it on the record for some reason. But that's weird. But yes, there's no reason to ever resort to violence. <laughs> I feel like I'm entrapping you on things so that I have proof I, that you say good things to the world? Yeah, to the world. <laughs> See, Matt's not a complete and utter dick. <laughs> See, in this case, he's right. <laughs> um, well, later on that night, they find the leopard has been ripped open. Uh, so they commence a, you know, uh, uh, they look throughout the, all the tents to see if they can find what did it. Well, we see a slug type thing slip in and slips up into the sleeping wife. Uh, the next morning, uh, she wakes up, she's sick, and she weighs herself, and she is apparently gaining weight, and she freaks out, packs the bag, and runs, and that's the end of the first 20 minutes. Alright, so the weight gain thing where she decides to get up and run, um, now I'm starting to wonder if she was concerned that maybe she was pregnant and the way she was going to be able to tell was measuring around her stomach if it started increasing in size at all or if she started putting I think on that's exactly what it was is that she was afraid she was pregnant by her husband and knowing how she you know how she's treated she ran okay that's kind of my read on it as well um I'm not sure how to take really the intro of this film the way that it's going right now because there's moments that are really well shot like the stuff where they're doing the perspective of the the host of our current monster that is our titular baby blood or blood baby or whatever the fuck this thing is the the perspective that they do those shots that are like that are actually really well done like the caged leopard where we're as the audience seeing things from its perspective where all the people
people are like over the cage and looking at it and doing all that stuff. That sort of weird disorientation of not knowing what's going on actually really worked in the film's favor in my perspective uh, and just kind of how I was watching it because I was really kind of confused and like wondering what was happening. And then when I figured out what it was that was going on, then I was intrigued and I was, you know, in on the device. And when they brought this back and we saw this as a return, um, I did enjoy that as well. Uh, the gore stuff with the exploded leopard was cool, but that was like the after effect where they just kind of had it strawn out and the blood definitely doesn't look all that believable. It kind of has that tempera paint feel to it that we've seen in Hammer films in yeah. the late 60s. Like it just doesn't quite look right. It gets better. So I will say, I think this was like almost like the filmmakers didn't want to go all in on a mutilated animal. Like they felt bad about it. So they wanted to make it look a little unrealistic, you know, so it could just could get, be it. So they could just get the point across because when they go, all in on blood later on they go all in and it looks real yeah. it's, it's gross i mean like real gross so it's kind of a weird decision to do that at the start of the film so i just kind of wonder if it was necessity or if the you know just that's just how it turned out and they just shot it or if that was an actual choice because they didn't want to show a suffering animal you know even emulating it without making it more obviously fake or, or why you know i'm just yeah. curious about that uh the abusive relationship man they give you so much information so fast and it's clear that what the at least what the story's putting across what two American men picked up while watching it because it seemed like we were in accordance that the weight watching thing had to do directly with uh, her abusive husband and it was one way shape or form he may have been controlling her weight and her appearance because she works in the circus and because she is you know part of the, the show but also she could be doing it in secret as she's doing it here because clearly she gained weight so therefore she's afraid she's pregnant she's running you know so it works in both ways when you see the abusive side of the relationship so you don't really know why she's doing it, but you can infer both things from seeing that very easily. And I, yeah. I like the way the filmmakers are telling the story thus far uh, because there's very little dialogue and the dialogue that is there is just frivolous stuff between characters and people just talking about shit. It doesn't matter at this point, but you get to see everything you need to know about the story with what it's showing you. And film is a visual medium. So like this is some solid filmmaking. And at this first 20 minutes, I'm super intrigued with like, what are we going to get? Because so far like the only thing that i have a complaint about is a ripped up animal effect that even i didn't want to look at too long because i felt bad about the animal right it's like hey what, what are we doing around here <laughs> right and like the the snake monster thing i think it was wise for them to stay back and not not film that too much it did okay for what it was but like that was like a trauma level snake yeah like or yeah, creature yeah, or that, slithering that thing. was messed up yeah the animation on it and the the way that they were doing the the actual movement of the snake like when it was supposed to be wrapping around the bed post and stuff yeah. it, it seemed like they should have done another take of that you know they should have just tried yeah. again and and figured out a way to make it like slither just a little bit more realistically because uh that stuff really didn't work and you don't need to see it go up the bedpost. you yeah. just need to see it under the blanket and you know it got up there somehow i will say this there are title cards in this as well but they're in french so i'm just ignoring those oh okay Probably saying like months later stuff yeah. like that the first time she runs away it's one month later and that's where we're at at the start so we might as well move on all right all right so it's how much one month later one month later yeah all right so one month later and uh we see there's a city going around right now uh we're 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 not no longer with the circus well the husband we see him he's in the cab 
And he is, the driver's talking to him saying, yeah, he remembers uh, his wife. Uh, she was good looking, uh, apparently had a good set of cans on her as he uh, talked. And then said, but she was very pregnant and looked really bad, like sick, pale. And she was talking to herself a lot. Well, the husband goes to this building and actually finds her. He kisses her and asks her to come back with him. Then she stabs him uh, right in the stomach. He's kind of crawling away, blood seeping out of him. She strips down and talks, saying not to make her kill him. Uh, and then the voice comes uh, we, over. We got nudity in this scene, and yes. um, I need to get a ruling on whether or not this is a thank you movie. This one's not. I can't give you that one. Because <laughs> she's, she's in the midst she's of a scre- murder? And, and a nervous breakdown. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fair. So the mental state of the person as to why they're currently naked has to be taken into account before yes. you can enjoy said nudity. Exactly. And then the voice says, uh, do what I say and I won't hurt you, is what the voice says. Then she falls asleep. The next morning, she wakes up. She's still naked. Uh, the dude is just lying there. And the voice speaks to her. And that is our next clip. I want the blood of the man that you killed. I need it so that I can grow. I need it to be born. You must feed me, Yanka. And if I don't? I'll split your belly open. I'll rip you apart inside. I'll leave your body if you refuse to feed me. The blood of the man. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah, that voice uh, within is uh, really going for it. Yeah. Uh, well, we see the husband is actually alive, but she freaks out, just begins the stabbing, killing him. Um, it gets brutal. It looks very yeah. realistic, and the blood is right on in these scenes, so I don't know what the fuck was going on with the, the jaguar that died. Yeah, maybe they just ran out of money at that point. Yeah, who fucking knows, because this stuff is brutal and really realistic and kind of gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, anyway, that night, though, uh, she's sleeping, and they hear gunshots, like uh, people are arguing and uh, getting to the the point where they're shooting and the voice says they gotta leave and fast so she's walking out and they come across a homeless man and the voice wants uh says to slit his throat so she can feed it um yanka which is her name uh throws herself into the water to try and drown but later on we see she's out of the water and it says it just wants to be born and it's not a monster um it talks it thinks like a human so it can't be a total monster and it you know just wants to be born 
Well, she gets up and starts walking. It asks where they're going, and she says, don't ask me. And then she gets picked up by a trucker. Uh, the truck ride, here's where I got a little bit of French, but the gist of it, I'm getting, he wants some convo, probably is trying to hit on her, Um, uh, but she's not really responding. He talks, she doesn't. Okay. So... Uh, okay, oh. well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because yeah. that is not what was happening at all. Oh, okay. So, at the very start of the conversation, he gives her a complete sexual history about how he was raised in a salon that his dad was a hairdresser, and that there were a bunch of guys there that really liked him and that he really liked, so that he had a lot of... I'm guessing from what I could glom from reading the stuff, because you did talk really fast, a lot yeah. of consensual sex with a lot of different men, mostly the hairdressers that were there at the salon uh and he was talking about something along the lines of there were so many men that he couldn't handle it anymore so he decided to give his ass a break and he married one of them that had a sex change um that that was a trans woman at that point and they had a blast and lived together for a really long time and i don't remember what happened with their relationship how it didn't work out but now he's a trucker and he's on the road and just you know wants to make sure that she's okay for mostly with him talking, he's just like talking to talk and telling her his complete sexual history of all the conquests of the various sex that he had. Now, they made it seem like it was an extremely young age, but I have no idea what the age of consent over there is in France. So what might be considered illegal here because of the age um, might be okay there for however young he was, but he was apparently like a teenager when he was doing this. But he was talking about it in such a way as to basically describe that like he very much wanted all of those guys so i'm hoping that it was you know he was supposed to be the age of consent at least for that nation that this film takes place in yeah <laughs> all right and then you fast forward to he gets to the station all and right, pulls so over. he gets to the station and then he just kind of exasperates he goes all right well he needs to get some gas and stuff so he pulls over to the gas station um and meets up with a buddy and this buddy's like hey man there are a couple of girls right there and he's like ah and so then he tells uh, uh he tells her to go ahead and get out you know stretch your legs get dressed you can get some food in there everything's gonna be all right and she goes okay and so she leaves and goes inside and then he grabs those two girls and gets them into the cab and tosses her luggage out and then leaves the girls toss her luggage out and then leaves yeah. so basically he was getting some i'm not having sex with this woman no matter how much of a ride i give her vibes yeah. uh his buddy had him hooked up with these two girls that were just looking to party and like have a good time with somebody mm -hmm. and so he ditches her for them which is still an asshole move absolutely yeah but considerably less sleazy than what you would have thought had you not had the subtitles yeah True. Um, so while all this is happening, uh, she comes running out and, uh, sees the truck leave. The voice actually tells her that this is how things are in a man's world. So almost trying to like, you know, turn her against, you know, men to like, you know, Hey, come on, let's start luring some of these guys and killing them. Huh? <laughs> come on. Oh, that is very much what he's doing. He's exploiting yeah. a weakness that she currently has from this anger. Yes. Yes. So, uh, with all all that said, um, we cut to a restaurant, and this guy's coming down the line, and he's getting food, and he's talking to the lady who's like the cash register, and apparently they're dating, but he, she 
kind of caught him out last night, maybe with another woman. He kind of talked his way out of it, but you can tell he's kind of a kind of a scumbag, and uh, even needs her money for uh, for the food because he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm late on money right now, and so she has to actually give him money from the till uh, so he can have lunch and then just have some spending cash. This so, guy's a fucking scumbag. Oh yeah, this guy's a real fucking winner. Well, then we see Yanka. She's working at the restaurant as a waitress, and uh, she's busting the table. They make eye contact, and of course, now he's all of a sudden like, well, I guess she wants me. She walks down these stairs into a basement area. He follows her, and it's dark, and he's asking hello. Well, he trips over a chair. The light comes on. It's his girlfriend looking for him. He said, oh, man, I was looking for the can, which is a complete lie, but then leaves with her. The voice states that it is disappointed uh, that, you know, he got away. And she says she is too, actually. And the, that surprises the voice. He's like, really? All right. Well, you know, hey, getting more on my side. So then later on, uh, the girlfriend's outside waiting for him. And we see this handkerchief just soaked in blood. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. All right. So it is no shock that given what she has experienced prior to her life uh, trying to hide out in the city and then what happens with her having to go on the run because she murdered her would-be husband and full-time abuser. Um... The way that she gets treated in the truck, it's really not a surprise that this guy, whom the audience so clearly should be hating and disliking for the way that he's acting, and then it gets taken up a notch by having him be like super stocky, just following her around like he's just going to pounce on her if he gets the chance, like in a really bad way. Like it's real scary. Like if you saw somebody doing this shit in a restaurant, you would be trying to get between them. I'd be like, where's the fucking man? manager because i'm burnt ready to fucking murder somebody yeah you would go all karen on his ass but anyway i would (laughs) (laughs) but anyway like it's it's obvious that why she's she's ready because like she knows what's going on and i think she was essentially um just kind of testing to see how bad he would get which is why she went to the bathroom and then came right back out and Mm -hmm. when she knew that he followed her there we're alone i'm gonna i'm gonna kill this motherfucker clip but also yeah that's basically (laughs) but when we get to this point no one in the audience is questioning whether or not this guy kind of deserves his ultimate horrific fate yeah we're kind of okay with what's about to happen to him like as an audience obviously you don't want the guy to die in real life you would hope that he could be reformed and actually lead a productive life and treat women like human beings but that's not in this character's fate because he's obviously like one big scumbag and he's a parable to teach you to not be like this guy lest you suffer his fate yeah don't be an asshole right you know be a decent person but and uh things can go well for you so we're at the 40 minute mark of about an 88 minute movie so we're pretty much right at the halfway point when she accepts her fate ultimately here um mm-hmm. to do what gary oldman baby voice tells her kinda <laughs> right but she's like it's gonna cause her pain if it does if she doesn't kill for it so she might as yeah. well kill assholes i think is where she's going i think she's trying but even even then she she has problems right which we were about to see we'll, in we'll, the next we'll 20 that. minutes yeah. yeah so yeah. let's let's just go all right so uh it uh while Yanka's walking down the street, uh, the uh, entity tells her to go into that restaurant, find someone, take him to the bathroom, seduce him, and, and then kill him for, you know, blood. Uh, as you do. And she's just kind of like, okay, she goes in the restaurant, and hey, that dipshit boyfriend actually shows up. How about that? Oh, that's just fucking rich. So... Uh, they actually sit down, have a meal together, and that is our next clip. Do you believe in astrology? 
Are you Libra? I'm a Pisces. Uh. There are very few women who have beauty outside and beauty inside. Do you understand? Yes, I do. Negative and positive. Opposites. The yin and yang. He's starting to lose me. Like day and night. Uh, do we have to listen to this bullshit? This what? Pardon? Nothing. I know what you need. That's what you think. And I'd like to give it to you. A type of scent so rare that it's impossible to produce. Mm. Flowers. Begonias. Mangoes. All of it just for you. Ah, oh, your hands are so soft and cool. Smell. I have a better idea. Why don't you get him to bed and I'll grab him by the balls? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I funny? <laughs> That's good. See how I can make you laugh at me? Huh? Here. That's me. I was in the carnival. The circus clown. Big. But I went bankrupt. What about you? What have you done? Nothing. In my life, I've done nothing. Wow, that went bleak real fast. Yeah, right. Jesus, but I just loved the uh, the uh, the entity, just like ah, just roasting the guy <laughs> while he's trying to put on his game. <laughs> yeah, he calls him on his bullshit quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Good job, entity. <laughs> Way to look out for the food that you want to eat. Way to look out for the being that's sustaining you. Kind of, but like, you know, he's basically just trying to manipulate her even more, right? Like by talking like that, he's tricking her into trusting him because he's roasting the guy for her to, you know, just basically keep her wanting to kill the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. (laughs) It's not a good, it's not a good looking out moment, but it is fucking funny. Yeah, it is. It's funny. Uh, He's still looking out. Say what you want. He's looking out, but you know, for ulterior motives. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Can we just talk about how kinky this fucking monster gets in certain scenes too? Yeah, man. He gets he gets into it. He basically is encouraging her to have sex with the guy so that the creature can come out and rip off the dude's balls yes. and like feed on him bloodwise that way, right? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Okay. Uh so that's kind of kinky and the monster's going to get a little worse than this. Yeah. Yeah, that the, the monster's going it's 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 not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly going to be an entertaining film and yeah this uh this scene was definitely funny and we needed some comedic relief and then the fucking main character just brings it all right back down and makes it super dour right there at the end oh yeah big time makes it way fucking cold so <laughs> um so later on uh they this is another part for me that was all in french when they go up to the door and they're making out a little bit and she sends him away uh but this is where you know while she, it seems like she wants to help kill she kind of sends this guy away much to the entity's displeasure but that's just going from tone i was all in french for me yeah that's pretty much what happens yeah okay and then the entity's talking about how he's hungry like the conversations between her and the gary oldman would be 
And for those of you that are listening to the English dub, whenever you watch the movie instead of the uh, traditional uh, French language, in these sequences, you get to hear what the actual creature sounded like from the filmmakers, which is a lot more childlike than the Gary Oldman voice uh, and a little bit more innocent and less um, less demonic, you know, more manipulative huh. is like the tone, I think, in that voice. Um, but also like what it's still saying the same things that it's saying. It's just that the, the way the lines are being delivered are more childlike, I think, with the original French dub. Uh, oh, G- I got you. Gary Oldman's is a lot more sinister and forceful and demanding and very male. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to be manly in this country. I, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, that's that's basically the difference is she sends the guy away and then the voice just says the same shit. I'm hungry. You know, you were ready. What's the problem? That kind of thing. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge that I can remember. But like you said, it doesn't greatly impact the story for us not to get every little nuance of the dialogue in this because it's not necessarily a re- repetition. But as we can see, the lady still hasn't fully given over to her murderous rage, even though this guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, then... uh. And then the girlfriends in the restaurant, uh, this guy's girlfriend, you know, the the cashier, that was all in French, too. And I I don't know what's going on there. Oh, okay. I remember now. So she's on the phone. She's trying to find her boyfriend. She wants to know where he is. I guess I kind of figured that's probably what that was. Yeah. And then she's got all those people stuck up in line. And then, like, she hangs up. And then, basically, she's going to start stalking her boyfriend because she knows what's going on. And then she notices our main character off the side of her eye going into the kitchen and she kind of figures something out. Yeah, all right. I got you. Yeah, that's what was going on. Now I remember. But, like, it doesn't really drive the plot that much forward about our main character. It's just showing you that, you know, more shit is on the horizon to make her life more difficult. Of course. So, um, that night, Yanka is in an alley. And this is where the thing, the entity moves, and it brings her pleasure. They, they see some dude and asks her to follow him and kill him. And she says, you have to say please. So the entity does. Well, she follows and he kind of sees that he follows her and they're kind of just together. And he goes, why are you following me? She goes, I wanted to. She goes, you follow Ben? She goes, I guess I follow you. And uh, then they start making out and she stabs him right in the shoulder, neck, shoulder area. And then... People are start coming out of an elevator, so she moves him. Uh, so she's covering him, and she's actually kissing him, and blood is flowing from his mouth into hers as uh, these people walk by. Uh, then she turns around and runs away, and that guy dies. A, a pretty horrific way of dying. Uh, that, that did not seem cool, man. couple things I want to talk about, first of all. Sure thing. Uh, the knife that she stabs him with looked like a stiletto of some sort. I couldn't tell if it was a uh, manual open or an automatic knife, as they call it, which is like... Like push button switchblade style but it looked very stiletto like uh is extremely interesting and if anybody has anything about that knife where it comes from or how i can get one let me know uh jesus christ <laughs> no 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 <laughs> don't don't do that for him i need switchblade <laughs> he has enough I have several. I will never have enough. You sound like Ted Nugent when he talks about guns. <laughs> yeah, but it's switchblade, so it's better. It's, 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 it's better fucking. <laughs> Secondly, uh, the kissing with the blood flowing out of his mouth into hers and how passionate and erotic it was um, makes me think that maybe the beast was moving inside of her, causing her pleasure while she was feeding for him so that she associates feeding for him with that or orgasmic pleasure that's exactly what it is okay so it was very erotic and very sexual and made you kind of question your own morality on whether or not you were getting turned on by what you were seeing on screen 
Yeah, I, I really wish a show could go by where I don't start questioning my morality. <laughs> you picked the wrong person to podcast with. Uh, fucking right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These are the types of questions I enjoy asking, so yeah. Well, later on, uh, we see uh, she's having sex with that loser dude. They are just boning like crazy. Uh, he then mentions he felt that something grabbed him. Uh, and you're like, oh, huh? The entity's getting a little creepy. Uh, the next morning she wakes up, she grabs a cigarette, and she goes into the kitchen to smoke it, and that's our next clip. I'm beginning to see why you like that. It shakes you up a bit, but it's fun. Stop that. Women aren't supposed to smoke when they're pregnant. Drop dead. I could have stopped you having fun if I wanted to. I'm decision maker around here, and don't you forget it. Put out the cigarette. Put it out. You should take care of me and only me. After all, we're the same blood. Our blood's not the same. That's something you'll never have. But I already do. And I'll be born like a human. You're nothing like me. There's only one thing I want for you, and that's to die. Do you hear me? Die. And I'm going to kill you. Go ahead. You wouldn't dare. You're nothing but a coward. Even bigger slob. Who told you to talk like that? All right, so we we need to address this now because I feel like the film is moving into a symbolic area, and it can't yeah. it can't wait to talk about it. Um, to me, after hearing that sequence where they're discussing things and the way that she said, "Who taught you to talk like that?" to him or to her, you know, in such yeah. a way, or who taught him to talk like that? Um, this is starting to feel like it is symbolic of a woman struggling with the decision of whether or not to raise the child of an abusive spouse because. The those traits will be possibly in that baby or also uh, if a baby conceived through violence or, or rape or something along those lines where a woman is struggling internally with those mm. thoughts and that the things that this being are saying is driving her forward. So I feel like this movie is all in this woman's head, or at least this is what the film is very greatly hinting at, that maybe she really is pregnant. Maybe she really did lose her mind when she found that out and ran and all of the killing and the things that she's been doing and all of the compulsions have just been like a delusion of her deranged mind at this point. Well, well, I don't think so. Not from the ending of this movie. <laughs> right. But that's kind of where we're we're going right now is what it feels like. Like you start to wonder how much of this is like actually, you know, like we, we did we actually see the being or is this all in her head at this point in the film? That's where I got yeah. that inclination. But I also feel like the way that this beast acts and how it gets unleashed upon the world later on since you brought it up. I also feel that that's symbolic for a mother's guilt. Right? Like of, I, I knew that this person's father was evil, and look what it turned out to be. Look at the beast that it is. <laughs> that could be. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> or it could just be some filmmaker wanting to go... I want to make some disgusting movie with no real message. Right. But I feel like there is some more symbolism there because there's specific things that are said in the dialogue um, that are basically like making it to where this monster is actually her child and it's talking like what would be her father, which is her abuser from the circus. True. So that's why I'm thinking that there are they're hinting at more. Am I going to read more into it than what is actually there? Yes, Matt, it's me. But I feel like there is some, some footing that I have have here more so than what I normally do when I go upon these weird little rants. Uh, well, anyway, he comes in, he 
he kind of butters her up, the, this loser dude. He said he wants to marry her. He's in love with her. And when she say, says that, she just starts stabbing him over and over again. Uh, after she's done... All of a sudden, his girlfriend comes knocking on the door, looking for him. Well, the girlfriend, she's working around. She goes into the kitchen, and uh, Yanka actually locks her in there. And uh, it's dark, but when the fridge opens up, uh, the boyfriend comes crawling out, and he's all bloody uh, looking and and horrible. So uh, that's bad. Uh, and she screams, but Yanka is, of course, running. His stabbing and would-be death that we thought we were seeing there is so fucking brutal. Like you, that forget- is a fucking brutal murdering. I mean, that is you forget. Fucking- you forget how much you fucking hate him, and you start to feel bad for him because of how fucking brutal oh. it gets. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, then. No. I guess so. Uh, just because I thought it was brutal doesn't mean I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy myself. <laughs> wow. I never thought I'd see the day that you would be more fucking vengeful than me, Matt, but okay. COVID has turned me mean. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so then uh, we cut to some uh, some, some gambling. Uh, and a guy wins some cash. Um, uh, then some other dudes, they catch up to him. He throws some money at him and hops in a cab. And we see that Yanka is the cab driver. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, um, she, her belly is now very large and she starts coughing up blood. She hears the voice again. So she hits the guy. Um, uh, and he's trying to recover, but then, uh, she hits and kills him with the car. So, you know, you're just dead, motherfucker. That was also oh. brutal and grody. Yeah, yeah, that was, a that was, a that was a good one. That was, a that was some good stuff right there. <laughs> that's, that's how you take care of business. <laughs> As we say, um, are you cheering for the woman killing for a monster? Listen, man, 2020 and 2021 hasn't exactly been the easiest time in my life. You let me cope the way I need to, and you cope the way you need to. <laughs> uh, okay. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> judging me. I'm not judging. I just, um, a little surprised is all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, uh, she, uh, then we see yeah, his head flies off all this fucking shit. This is fucking uh, brutal and over the top and grotesque yeah. and awesome. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Another dude, he tries to run away, but then he gets hit by a fucking bus. <laughs> yeah, it's just like blood everywhere. Just like fucking fountains of blood. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just it's just roadie. <laughs> but it's like somehow realistic and over the top both at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's gloriously horrendous. Uh, then she starts having another conversation with the bean, and that's our next clip. Yanka. What? Do you like men? Yes. All men? No, not all. Just some. Which ones? Freaks out. Over there. He's good. Would you like to make love with him? Well, maybe. What do you like about men? Sad eyes. I like it when a man looks unhappy. Unhappy? Yeah. I just thought of something. Is a man intelligent because he knows he's unhappy? After all, an animal doesn't know it's unhappy. So is unhappiness a sign of intelligence? <laughs> Push your seat back. Push back your seat. 
It's uncomfortable. You get on my nerves. You realize I could be born deformed? No. You hate me, don't you? If you want to be born, we drive this way. When are you coming out? Soon, if all goes well. Yanka, you know, there are times when I'm unhappy too. Yeah, sir. Never mind. Yanka. What? Do you feel just a little bit of affection for me? I do. That night, she dreams that she's uh, giving birth by those train tracks. And all of a sudden, arms just pop out of her stomach. Uh, but she wakes up and, you know, yeah, of course, it was just all a dream. But that, that has to be unsettling. And that ends that 20 minutes getting ready to let us head into the final 30. Jesus, what the fuck was up with those fucking arms just popping out of her fucking stomach like that? That was grotesque. That was really gross. We, yeah, we need to address really that. Fucked up. We need to address that. That was fucking Cronenbergian yeah. levels of attempting to gross us out. If yeah. the effects weren't quite as good as what we get in like the thing or Cronenbergian style stuff, but the implication was enough and the amount of fucking grew that they keep pushing out of her body when those arms are moving around is uh-huh. just fucking disgusting. <laughs> it was gloriously horrendous. Yes, it was. It was just gross. <laughs> It's at this point in the film, I abandon all hope of trying to glom any other rational reasoning or symbolism from anything and just realize that I'm being taken on a ride of gross and disgusting and I just might as well enjoy it. By the way, if you're eating lunch, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe not. <laughs> Baby blood may not be the film for you to eat lunch while. Yeah, you're... yeah. If you're like, oh my God, Matt, I just got a rack of ribs. You know what? Maybe put them away for a little bit <laughs> or wait to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Dinner theater. This ain't kids. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't uh, this ain't necessarily when you when I have a midnight snack. But if you do, because, you know, there are different people. Just know that I silently judge you for that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, will not, so long as whatever you're doing is consensual and you're all adults. <laughs> well, you're a better man than I. I. I'm not afraid to say that. This is a very regal and professional episode. It's bizarre. We are, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it, about it, 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 what it took blood baby for us to baby put blood. it together you, you flipped it baby over. blood i'm sorry it takes baby blood for us to put it together here. <laughs> clip uh- <laughs> jesus christ let's just stop while we're ahead and move on all right all right all right Woo-wee. so um uh in the uh final 30 minutes there uh her car while she's as she's driving has a breakdown and she starts going into labor she uh gets into another car uh, with somebody else who picks her up, and then they crash the car, and that kills the driver. Uh, she walks around kind of in a daze, and then she walks into a women's shelter where she believes she'll give birth. Uh, and the head lady's trying to help her out there, and uh, well, for some reason, she just snaps and kills the head lady. Just kills her, I think, because she knows, you know, she's going to be in a lot of trouble when all this comes to pass. So, too many things to have to do. Uh, she, they wanted to call an ambulance. Yeah. 
And then you know she doesn't know what she's giving birth to. So right, she didn't want to be in a hospital because she doesn't know what she's going to give birth to, and then also she wants to try and escape or stop it. And if she's in a hospital, they're going to take it away and test it or whatever else. Also, they're going to test her and probably keep her prisoner or something else. Also, she's probably just delirious and fucking crazy at this point after all the killing. Any of the above or all of the above? All of it, any of it, some of it, whatever it takes, I guess. Uh <laughs> definitely not none of it. Yeah, definitely not none of it. It's it's most of it. So, um she runs away uh and um uh, she wants to talk to it. She's trying to talk to the entity, but it it's now silent. Like it will not speak to her. And uh so uh she's still trying to kind of figure out, you know, what what the fuck's that about? Then there's this kid and he's playing with a toy gun and he shoots at the it makes a snapping sound and it scares her. And then the entity starts talking. Tell him that it's a little bastard. Um, he says he, uh, it needs a rest because it, he's gonna. It's going to be birth soon. Well, she ends up in another part of the park, and that is our next clip. You'll be here then. Yes. And then someday you'll die. You know that? Yes, I know. But it's not the same for me. I don't know what you mean. I'll start living. But first, I have to go back to my natural element. What's that? The sea. <laughs> oh. Does that hurt? It's not bad yet. You'll be able to get back. I'll find a way. I'm sorry I quit the circus. He beat you. He screwed you. You missed that. Yeah. You talk to your baby too? Yanka, let's make an arrangement. You don't have to take me to the sea, but in exchange you must find me blood. I need strength. I'm too weak right now. Can you do without blood for just one moment? But what will happen to me if you can't even feed me? It means that you'll die. You'll dry up in the gutter. You'll rot. You'll be... How can you talk to me that way? I don't want to leave you. I never want to leave you. I want to stay with you forever. You can't. Please. Help me one last time. I feel too run down. I can't move hardly. Look. Over there. What they see over there is uh, a blood bank. A mobile blood bank. Uh, One guy is... uh, He's getting his blood taken in there. Um, it's a really funny scene, actually, because when she looks over, these two guys are trying to get this lady to give blood, and she's like, no, 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 and then she starts hitting them with her purse. I mean, like, guys, she said no. Yo, <laughs> leave her be. You're, you're getting a little too rowdy for the blood bank right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird scene and kind yeah. of comical, and I, I just thought the humor was a little too broad for me. Oh, well then, fine. I thought it was nice. yeah that that tracks anyway uh so she hijacks the blood bank and just starts drinking blood out of there and drives away as she's driving the blood bank uh we actually go for our final clip what do you mean to save us your natural element i'm going to evolve from it Mm. then i'll leave the water to crawl onto the earth i'll get bigger i'll improve then what? Then I'll end up by taking man's place. When? In about 
five billion years. point the guy who was in the back giving blood who had passed out uh he wakes up and tries to grab the steering wheel and this crashes the blood bus um he is instantly dead he's got scores all through him he he got really fucked up um maybe don't grab the wheel while someone's driving i'm just saying you know eat panic attack man don't judge him all right so anyway um yunka's taken into an ambulance and they are working on her but she is crashing and then the the paramedic is like well you know what unfortunately it's over uh we just can't save her and uh they 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 you know it's like don't be in a hurry she's gone uh, the bean starts talking to her, and we see kind of like the insides of her body. He goes, it's cold. Are you dying? And he goes, you have to live. You have to live. And we see her heart start beating again. These effects looked a little primitive. Yeah. Um, weren't yeah. that great. But like the gumption to do it and like just to show us yeah. her heart and then how it starts beating again. I'm like, all right, I'll go with you on this. Why not? <laughs> well, then... She wakes up and she grabs uh, an oxygen mask, puts it over the paramedic's face, and blows him up. Okay, I'll suspend some belief there. Uh, At this point, after everything else I've seen, I'm just gonna go with you on this movie because, like, I'm just I'm ready for you to be done. Just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the driver pulls over, of course, and he sees the mess, and Yanka comes out the back and starts hitting him with the oxygen tank and kills him. Just then, it's time for the birthing, and she gives birth, and the bean looks like a human baby. Uh, a guy stops on the side of the road to read a map that's there, and as he's walking back, he sees all this carnage that happened. And he is just like, holy shit, and then Yanka steals his truck. And that's a funny moment, too, where he's like, she's stealing my truck. They're stealing my truck as he's running after it. It was like, ah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Again, too broad of comedy for myself. But yeah, (laughs) I I just thought it was funny for this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely them doing humor. I just didn't want to laugh at that particular moment, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't really blame me on that one (laughs) (laughs) i was like please don't try and make me laugh after the horrific shit that you just put me through yeah exactly (laughs) um so as she's driving she wants the baby to talk she's like begging it for it to talk to her blows right past a hitchhiker she gets to a uh the engine starts to smoke so she gets to a station and she runs in asks for a mechanic finds the mechanic but the can's busy on the phone tells her to wait Meanwhile, this woman's covered in blood and no one's batting a fucking eye. Yeah. Can we talk about that, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head to if toe. If I saw that, I'd be like, I'd be horrified. Clearly still bleeding profusely from between her legs everywhere she goes, too. And she's covered in blood. Covered. Head to toe. Nobody but, seems nah, to even care. I don't that's know how. shocking f- at all. What? How fucking liberal are your fucking politics, France, if this woman can run around <laughs> covered in blood and no one gives a shit? What's going on in your small towns, France, if people are just wondering, everyone's just wondering, oh, fuck, it's deer hunting season. Is this what some, the fuck does that mean? Was this some know. kind of fashion trend that we were not aware of here in the States that this is okay? God, Jesus Christ. What's this? Oh, they must have been deer hunting. Well, how do you end up covered in blood deer hunting? Oh, you know. No, I don't. You gotta fucking explain that shit to me. This isn't right. Yeah, I think that's kind of a universal cultural thing that covered in blood equal bad. Yeah, I, I, I would think. I, I I would actually probably, yeah, that, that should be a universal fucking thing. We, we should hope, right? Let's move on. Yeah. Holy fuck. Anyway, 
uh, the truck starts shaking and the baby's uh, making some noises when uh, uh, all of a sudden the, a bus pulls up. And some guy, uh, the bus driver, gave the, the hitchhiker uh, a lift. So uh, the hitchhiker sees this and sees the truck and he goes to check it out. And he gets pulled into the driver's seat and attacked by this baby. Uh uh, Yanka is outside and actually sees all this happening. And she's like, well, what the heck's going on? And she goes out there, pulls the guy out, and he is gutted. Uh, the, the, whatever the entity gutted this motherfucker. And then, maybe even more disturbingly, finds, uh, uh, the baby skin. So it shedded whatever it was born as. So that didn't take long. Yeah, it was like a baby husk. And now, after it gutted the dude, whatever it is, is its next yeah. form. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was able to, you know, live. Um, Here's where the film, if it was trying to do any kind of symbolism earlier on, abandons all hope of trying to drive that point home and just thoroughly tries to disgust you and gross you out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine. You didn't want my symbolism. Take my blood and guts. Yeah, this is where you, then you get this. She goes, she sees a blood trail going to that bus and she goes up there and asks the bus driver for a ride. And the bus driver's like, um, this bus is full of footballers and i don't know if you know how they get and she says she's tough she'll be careful and he goes i mean all right so they get on was he implying she was going to be raped if she got on board yeah all right i thought so i just wanted to make sure oh yeah 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 definitely definitely (laughs) rape. i mean that's that's what he was saying that's how that's what he was implying yeah very heavily so yeah uh, so anyway, uh, um, so she gets on the bus, starts looking around. All the footballers are asleep and except one wakes up, he gets real rapey and she's trying to announce to everybody as everyone starts waking up and starts grabbing her and stuff that, you know, uh, that there's a creature in there and she's being completely serious. They need to, you know, help her find it and get it out of there. And, uh, the bus driver's like, Hey, I told you. And then even mindlessly said to save some for him. So that was fucking gross. Um, yeah, at this point, you want something very bad to happen to every male on this bus. Justifiably so. Yep. And uh, she's like, um, she keeps saying how uh, this one guy says he felt something slimy across his feet. And the bus is driving. Uh, and then the bus driver is reaching for a drink and he gets attacked. And the entity now is some pale. I don't even know what to call it now. Uh, I don't even know what this thing is, uh, and uh, like shape or anything. A nebulous, it, uh, like tentacled monster-like creature that belongs in the ocean. Yeah, almost jellyfish-like, yeah. but like even longer tendrils coming off of it than even just like a jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, almost flatwormish in nature. Like, it's just, looking at it, it just seems wrong. (laughs) And you don't want to look at it too long. (laughs) That's basically how it was sculpted. Yeah, it attacks his head and starts just crunching into it. Uh, All the guys get freaked out. They get to the back of the bus. She takes the wheel, actually, to try to, you know, fucking drive the car. And, like, the fucking, he's getting his mouth split open and shit like that. This is grotesque and horrific. It is. It's fucking horrific. And then the bean's eyes actually open. And she looks, stands up. The bus is going faster and faster. And then it crashes and explodes. Uh, and then the last thing we see is a blood trail leading to the sea. Roll credits. C-I-A-E-M-A-P-S-Y-O-P-S. 
Yeah, so it gets away, right? Like in five yeah. billion years, it it's going to take over and it wins. Yep. And yeah, is this a happy well, We don't ending? have to worry about it now. So fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be around five million years. Billion. So yeah, definitely five not. Five billion. Yeah, I'm you, definitely not. You know what? Even if you're lucky to make it like halfway to that billion mark, like the first billion mark, I think you're going to be happy you lived that long. And you're like, you know what? I'm good. I can die now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I would think so. Uh, man, this is a weird fucking hard to put a, a beat on and just figure out where the fuck you are and what the fuck is going on in this movie. Uh, it doesn't, it's does, just disorienting as shit. Yeah, man. right. Like, because her life's on the run. Her life is constantly in fear. Uh, and, and so the film just doesn't really let you get anchored anywhere. And I think they use that to its advantage. Um, what we were talking about earlier about like just shortcutting the film and just telling you everything you need to know visually about what's going on. Like, uh, as soon as we see her in the city and then we see the dump that she's living in and how bad it currently is and that her beau already found her or her husband or whatever it is, like, the, yeah. the film just pretty much helps you draw a conclusion instantly because of the situation that's happening. But when you're actually looking at the filmmaking when it goes from scene to, from scene, to scene, what you basically have is activation of crisis mode to activation of crisis mode in Yanka's life the entire time we're watching this. It's like a never-ending series of fucking tragedy and and suffering and like shit she's got to deal with and get out of the way and make like somehow come to terms with like yeah. from the moment we are introduced to her to the moment that she leaves screen she is fucking put upon and tormented and told what to do by a male voice at all times you can't tell oh, me yeah. there's not some kind of symbolism there there's some symbolism in there yeah definitely I mean yeah it's framed around some seriously insane gore it's over the top and all that shit but I still think the film's trying to kind of drive a point home here and I, I'm getting it and I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty bad about myself after watching it yeah i'm not nothing's going right for me right now uh right but having you know i don't i don't feel real stupendous about my place in in the world as a man (laughs) (laughs) right but i'm not questioning myself and i'm not questioning myself and i i know me i know the things that i've done i pretty much remember everything um and there's very little in my life that i can't account for when i wasn't under surgery when i was unconscious you know (laughs) and i i I know that like i wouldn't do one tenth of the horrible shit that the guys that are in this film that get killed for the shit that they do would do yeah i never have even ever thought of doing shit like that yeah but no there's definitely a drawing attention to the plight of women in this film in yeah, I mean, really a very topical loving way. for the current times right now. Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of things about the decision making that she has to go through and the torment of carrying this child and what it represents. It's really baked into what we're already seeing on top of the very visceral, very visible horror of what's happening. So yeah. it, it's a really well-made film. And if you want it, it's there for layers for you to look at stuff and just kind of examine and think about but I can honestly say that the minute I'm watching Baby Blood to the very end I don't really think that deeply about any of that shit I was thinking about it later I was just trying to take it all in because when you first watch this film it will overtake you yeah it will it's it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like a lot this this film is fucking extra right? (laughs) yeah it comes at you out of that corner swinging and that's when you just realize that this film is Mike Tyson and you are punched out. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. You are just fucking, it is over. <laughs> yeah, it takes you down for the count. It's It's got a punch, man, and fucking hour and 28 minutes of just never letting up until the very, very end. And even then, you still fucking think about it later. Like, I was thinking about it a lot today, trying to wrap my head around what it was that I was seeing. And yeah, that's when I started thinking about the possible symbolism that's in it. And the more I think about that, the more I want to watch it again with that frame of mind and know that it'll make me feel even worse well of course it will i mean what 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 do you want to do make you feel better (laughs) i don't know but what i want us to do and what the audience probably wants us to do is the fucking psyop news so here's that fucking break That is Blood and Tears by Danzig for those of you that are listening on the Pirate Radio Edit. Fuck, that has a really powerful feeling right after everything that we just discussed. Those lyrics fit way too fucking well and it's uncomfortable, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody that's on the main feed is probably just hearing some royalty-free stuff that I was able to scrounge up that I felt fit and fit in the time before I said these words. The story comes from... Uh, That would be our boy, The Witch. Yes, boasted uh, back in August for us. How often we get to do the news now. (laughs) Yeah, that's because somebody in this podcast, me, won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Keep fucking talking. Uh, uh, Man tragically dies after using glue to seal off penis. My gum has a cure for cancer. Well, if you have glue around it. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? I am. Uh, a man has died after using strong glue to seal off his penis in a drug-fueled romp with his girlfriend because he didn't have a condom. Dude, you haven't heard of fucking pull it out? I mean, pulling come it on. Pull it. Pulling it yeah. to pull it. Salman Marza, 25, reportedly applied a, a epoxy adhesive to his manhood as a substitute for protection to stop his fiancée from getting pregnant but had sex at a hotel in Gurjat, India. Pull out and further degrade her by coming on her. <laughs> 
totally forgot when I said that. <laughs> I don't know the context behind that one. I, I remember <laughs> you were basically saying uh, various birth control methods, and that's the way that you phrased it and have regretted it ever since. Yo, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess. Fuck. You know what's really awful about these fucking clips? I think it's definitely time to retire them all because I feel horrible about somebody just repeating this to themselves and not thinking about any context at all. Yeah, right. Like, I, like, I feel bad if like, like one I, of our yeah, I think just it's one of our fans. Yeah, what if just one of our one fans listener yeah. just get drunk with some friends, but they're in a public place and they say something <laughs> like that, and then everyone hates that person, and, and, and it's because they fucking listened and for some reason thought that was funny. Right, like, that's the harm that we're doing to people with using these fucking clips, and therefore, yeah. also the news, right? Like, we don't even, do we, do, what do we do? Do I just react to it like I used to in the old days? What do I do without the clips? Like, I have to work now? No, yeah, we, uh, you know what? Keep the clips. I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. The clips are fine. People need to also take personal responsibility. You should know not to say any of this shit in public. I wasn't going to go shoulder deep for real. Yeah, right? See? I'm just saying yep. that's probably fine. But now, but now, having said that, we also need to take some personal accountability. And some of these clips that could be taken out of context, they need to be fired and gotten rid of. Maybe, yeah, yeah. The coming one might should probably go. <laughs> but pulling it just to pull it needs to stay. And <laughs> shut up! Are you talking about penises? Yeah, that's some. That that's something stays. I hope people have said, <laughs> and like with their friends and shit, like hanging out and getting drunk. I really hope that's something that got out there. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know people have been saying that to each other. <laughs> Shut up. Are you talking about penises? It's just great. Shut uh, up. So the are you couple, talking about penises? I am. Me. Uh, the couple, both reportedly addicted to drugs, checked into a hotel at the uh, Juhapura neighborhood of, oh, fuck me, Ahmedabad <laughs> on June 22nd. Serious cock. It's going to cost <laughs> you some serious cock. I wonder if that should be retired. I don't think so. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it depends Mr. upon whether or not it will cost you that That's serious. not like somebody you could say, like, if you have a significant other and uh the, and they you uh they want you to do something that could be something you say to them <laughs> uh mr marza was found outside unconscious the following day police say uh, after taking drugs, he decided to use strong glue to seal off his private parts during intercourse to avoid pregnancy, according to an unnamed senior. It's going to cost uh, you uh, some serious cock. Ahmedabad police officer, who said the pair also mixed whitener with the epoxy to inhale it for a kick. Jesus Christ. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. Mostly because I put my penis side of you bareback. (laughs) Well, this guy didn't. (laughs) Nope. He probably would still be alive today if he did. (laughs) Several witnesses said that Mirza, along with his former fiance, both of whom were addicted to drugs, had gone to the hotel in Chapura, the officer's reports in Times of India. Jesus, how many times could they say these people are addicted to drugs? Uh, might as well just made, name the article, Drugs are Bad, okay? Uh, since <laughs> Dude, they, they tried have... to use paint and glue as a contraceptive. Yeah. Clearly, they were not it. in a good frame of mind. No. Since they did not have any protection, they decided to apply the adhesive on his private parts to ensure that she does not get pregnant. They are carrying the adhesive as they occasionally used it with whitener to inhale the mixture for a kick. The next day, Mr. Misa was found unconscious in shrubs near an apartment complex by a friend who took him home. Uh, but his condition deteriorated and he was rushed to a Sola civil hospital where he died from multiple organ failure reportedly caused by the adhesive. Seeing the officer said, unfortunately, the adhesive damaged Samalan's 
organs, and he died due to multiple organ failure. Okay, uh, so whatever it was that was in the adhesive was leaching into his system and killed him? That's what they're waiting for. They believe he may have taken a drug that affected his health, with the glue just adding complications. That's what his family believes, and they're calling for inquiring to his death. The deputy police commissioner told the local news outlets the uh, samples of the deceased have been sent for forensic examination, and they're waiting for the report to arrive. This is why every human being on the planet that is of age and can be a consenting adult should have access to birth control should they require it. Agreed. This is what Agreed. happens. People fucking die because they're going to make do and try and figure something else out anyway. They're going to, they're, they're, well, I'm fucking MacGyver. Let me do this shit. <laughs> right. This is, Jesus Christ. This is a tragic Listen, story, man. I'm fucking MacGyver. I'll figure out this contraceptive shit. No problem. Clip. Yeah. <sighs> Just, I'm feeling awful all around, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling bad about being a man in a, in a man's world because of all the things that it does to the women in the man's world. I'm just, I'm feeling down after the news and what happened to that dude because he couldn't get access to to decent fucking healthcare, I suppose. Well, it sounds like you probably could have gotten about condoms, but I think they got high first. I don't know, but just the decisions that, that are going on, man, that, that just bums it's, me it's out. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> it's less than stellar. <laughs> oh, what a fucking time to be a human being. That's a great place to end this bullshit. Really is. Really is. Good job, everyone. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
No, I know that's so fucking on the nose, but come on, Matt. Even you got to get into that. Oh, that was some good shit. That was good shit. <laughs> ACDC, if you want blood, you got it. For those of you listening on the pirate radio edit, I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to the main feed, it's some kind of royalty-free thing that'll get past the fucking bots that be scrubbing out there trying to fuck with our lives. Fucking bots. But the bots ain't on that Patreon feed, man. That's why yeah. I'm doing the pirate radio edits there, because I get to fuck. do it the way that I always wanted. Fucking A. <laughs> I didn't bring up the show housekeeping, so I'm going to pat out some time with this patter. Hey, pitter patter. <laughs> if you'd like to find other instances where Court just actually sung what it is that he's doing, you can find that on our landing and launching page on our main Legion feed, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. That is where all previous 319 instances of me singing out the things that I'm doing instead of actually trying to find pitter patter to keep you busy with. It's all available there. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> busy, Court. <laughs> Let him know what's up. Matt has no idea what to say after all of that I, babble. I, I really don't. I'm like, um, alright. <laughs> you can also find all sorts of frittle faddle and all sorts of weird babble on our Instagram feed in the form of memes. That is cinema underscore psyop there for the people's meme suppository. Yeah! Everyone get them memes. All up in you. All, all, up, all those memes are just up in you. <laughs> this just got really gross and weird. Yeah. Spe- loving it. Speaking loving of gross strong. and weird, you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on That's the porn true. bot filled haven known as Twitter, as long as you block, mute, and or unfollow people you dislike there. Speaking of someone you should like there, I'm at court underscore psyop, where you could follow me and maybe I'll follow you. And he is also at psyop Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to us. We're, we're very nice people. I, I don't think we get enough credit for that. <laughs> I think we get probably more than enough if you ask me. You know, you could probably be nicer to us as well. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, if you feel like I should probably lighten up, the best place to reach us at is our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, where I am also available on Facebook as Court Psyops. Matt, everybody knows, is not there. Barely on Twitter at all. Definitely never went to anywhere near Instagram. Probably doesn't even know the main landing and launching page for our website, which is legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> <laughs> we'll impersonate various characters in a Kevin Smith film for you on command. Yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll do it if he ever gets back to you and you email him feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. I should just probably drop that off of the show and forward all emails to me from Matt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a real dick. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> if you really want to get feedback to somebody via email, send psyopscord at gmail.com. And that closes out the show with us all feeling very much like Matt is feeling, but sometimes you just have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, realize that no matter how bad it gets, you still have to kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch.
Hello? All right, start recording. Yep, I'm now recording. One, two, three. All right, so I had to make a fourth rule in the fucking group. Oh, oh great. What, yeah. no nudes? No, no. I mean, I thought that Facebook would take care of that for the most part. No, this one was pretty specific. There was like three or four different things that somebody posted that was basically making light of sexual abuse, molestation, or rape in some way, sh- some way, shape, or form. And I, even when I was writing the rule, I was like, I can't fucking believe that I have to write this one. Yeah, that's that's a bad rule to have to write. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Facebook groups are really not being as rewarding as I would want them to be right now with all the shit that I've had to deal. <laughs> with <laughs> i will turn this group around so help me matt i will turn it right around we will go home all right i'm flustered you did the three two one clap thing right yeah all right fine can you hear this yeah. i sure can is it loud enough for you yeah oh good because it wasn't for me yeah. that's better all right let's get this fucking shit over with and a nervous breakdown okay yeah that that's fair so the mental state of the person as to why they're currently naked has to be taken into account before yes. you can enjoy said nudity exactly wow God, being moral fucking blows. It really does, man. It's hard work. Um, <laughs> it's hard work being the bare minimum decent human being. <laughs> I know, man. Like, God, it's no wonder nobody really does it, right? Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. Man, and hey, listen, as a couple of middle-aged white guys, we should only have to do the bare minimum, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel even worse about this situation. Let's move on. Yeah, you really should, asshole. See what you made us do? <laughs> I'm making you look inward. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with that. I've seen what's in there. It scares me. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, it's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> you've I'm seen some. You've you've seen some of it in my brain. You've you've kind of seen some of it seep out. It's not good in there, man. Don't make me look in no, there. <laughs> no, man. It's it's really not. I I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. I'd uh, I'd stay clear of all that. You know what I mean? Put her and there. We're alone. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Clip. But also, yeah, that's basically. <laughs> she's she's at the point now where she knows this fucking monster that's living inside of me, which pretty much is all babies, regardless of whether or not they have Gary Oldman's voice. This it, is very true. Is, and I think all babies do <laughs> have Gary Oldman's voice. All the unborn babies have Gary Oldman's voice. So somehow that's gonna become and a I meme. Think, I know, and I think pregnant people purposely don't tell us that they speak to them because they know it'll freak us out. <laughs> it's your advancing weird conspiracy hypotheses here. I'm, uh, I'm starting to lose it over here. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you also help Am me. I crazy or am I the sanest person you know? All I know is that you derailed me so much that I forgot what point I was trying to make or what I was going to say. Am I going to read more into it than what is actually there? Yes, Matt, it's me. But I feel like there is some some footing that I have here more so than what I normally do when I go upon these weird little rants. How about you calm down? <laughs> I'm about as fucking calm as I'm going to ever get with you, son. Now move on with the review. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me not to gaslight you. <laughs> Gaslighting is not a thing. You made it up. It's all in your head. All right. So Way to bring uh, something up so you can tell your own joke and then move on. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, hold on one sec. You ever had that moment you can't read your own handwriting? Yeah, that's why I started typing. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I just thought the humor was a little too broad for me. Oh, well then. Fine. I thought it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. That tracks motherfucker I don't, I don't know i don't know why but it seems like that's an insult <laughs> what that i'm being condescending to you yes no it's just you have a more broader sense of humor than i do that's all you like different humor than me that's it i, I want to feel like you're being fair but i, I don't know 
Anyway, no, I, I understand your apprehension for me trying to be polite about this. I really, truly do. Like, it feels like I'm setting you up for something, but I'm not. Set, you're setting me up for failure is what it feels like. <laughs> That's fair. I understand. Like, of course you would like that, you dipshit simpleton. <laughs> See? Your hostility is totally understood and undeserved. <laughs> Maybe don't grab the wheel while someone's driving. I'm just saying, you know. He, he, he panic attack, man. Don't judge him. All right. Well, I kind of did already. And now I didn't realize he's probably having a panic attack. So now you judged me for judging him. And that feels hurtful. Um, <laughs> I'm just pointing out his flaw and what was happening, my man. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Where's all this projection coming from? <laughs> now you're gaslighting. <laughs> and don't say you're not. You definitely are. <laughs> It is not my intention uh, to gaslight you, Matt. I'm trying to I'm, help you. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> I'm sorry that uh, you are feeling gaslit, Matt. That is not my intention. Goddamn, that must be like gas, gas, gaslighting times five right there. I'm sorry you feel gaslit. Fucking Jesus. Let's see, I'm finding a good story here. Get it. Recently posted. Dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. Waiting, dun it, waiting, dun it, waiting, dun it, finding, dun it, nothing, waiting, waiting. Did I ever do the, uh, waiting. the glue as a condom? <laughs> no, but that sounds horrific. We gotta do that. out the show with us all feeling very much like Matt is feeling, but sometimes you just have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, realize that no matter how bad it gets, you still have to kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. All right, we're out. All right. And I've stopped recording. Oh, fuck.